Welcome. Pull up a seat. Pour yourself a glass of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. Today's discussion is how God speaks to you or me or everybody. And the concept that we're going to go after is the great news that there is a creator of the universe, and he is trying to communicate in ways to us that we understand and that have deep meaning to us. And that is phenomenal. Let me say that again. Phenomenal, right? Usually people say we we have this God that is silent and far away and doesn't speak to us. But going back in the old Hebrew, we have this concept that's been lost to, to a generation of believers that the spiritual world is right next to us. I mean, you could just fall in and fall out of it for all we know. And that God, and because of that, God is near and trying to speak um, to us in ways that we understand and have personal meaning. And that hope and that knowledge is great. Believer, not believer, you're listening to this. God is trying to speak to you. The creator of, of Adams is trying to speak to you. And that being the case, what are some ways that God speaks to us, right? Being able to recognize when a spiritual instance is occurring to us is something that we need to know so that when it happens, when we experience it, we just don't go, ah, that was weird. Or that's not going to happen. Or, that doesn't happen. Or, I must be going crazy. I must be losing my mind. But no. No, no. There's a creator of the universe trying to speak to his creation. And that is amazing. Right? And it is important to know that he can use anything to do it, especially if it has deep meaning. Uh, weird things like uh, talking from a burning bush that's not being consumed or uh, a voice from a top of a mountain that's thunderous speaking directly to you and you get up and you go, Hey, um, did you say something to to your parents or or uh, you know your friend or you're you know checking to see if the TV's on and you realize no, no someone's speaking to you. Uh, there's times where it's a vision, maybe in your head, maybe you literally see it. You're just like I am seeing things, um, and uh, you are seeing things. Uh, there's dreams. Right, uh, unexpectable. You wake up, you remember the dream moment for moment, and sometimes the dreams happen. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation, uh, ravens, to have when we can dive deep into to dreams and, and how they might speak to us. But we're just going to glaze over it um, because there's so much about how God speaks to us, and. And in this conversation that we're trying to have with the Creator and the Creator's trying to have with us, it's not always going to be in a religious setting. Some of my deepest connections with God happen 
while I'm watching a movie or listening to music or taking a walk. Some, uh, some people have visitations and literally get to see Jesus. Um, and I don't doubt that. I never have. I've seen miracles. But I want you to know that when you do have these spiritual instances, that you definitely need to make sure you're, you're testing the waters. The word would want you to, to test the spirit. You don't want to, to get a demon pretending to be God. You don't want to get a spirit pretending to be God, right? So uh, those of you who are listening that are believers, yeah, check, test the word, take it to the word. And those of you who are not, take it to the word, <laughs> right? The, the internet now has a thousand Bibles. Uh, and if, I'll let you know, if it contradicts something you find there, this, this voice or, or this connection, and it doesn't seem right, and, and there, yeah, mm. I figured that most humans would go, this seems rather odd. You can check it. Uh, you're not going to insult the creator of the universe if you check out the message. Um, Ephesians would even say to, I think it's Ephesians, would say to, <laughs> uh, go check, uh, test the spirit, and, and use discernment. But some of the cool ways that the creator of the universe speaks to us is uh, in nature, for one thing. You know, you go out, you're, you're climbing a mountain, you, you get into a place and you see this wonderful view of the city below and the valleys below, or maybe you're, you're climbing a mountain where there's forest below and you're just struck. Bam! And, and there's just something there's just something within that whole concept that speaks to your soul, speaks to your person person, and you're changed. This experience that there's something th this moment is speaking to you. Nature itself is there's a message that the creator of the universe is using nature to to talk with you. Some of my favorite ways of being talked to you, um, other than nature, because I love I love. Uh, getting messages from 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 God in nature is uh, music and stories. And look, I know that this conversation seems a bit far out there for some people. It's going to be it's going to stretch some of you. It's going to stretch because I'm claiming that there is a creator talking to you. So even as I know that I'm speaking and I'm telling you all these things, I know that there's some that might be doubting or comprehending and and go, "Well, can God really talk to me this way?" And from personal experience, if you trust this Parliament Raven, I say yes, and go out and, and ask God, and he definitely will. So, as I was saying, music and stories really speak to me. There's just times where I know the Lord is using something to build something in me, or to... to I've, I've said a prayer, I ask the thing, and the answer comes through... I watched some some sort of show, and the answer that I was looking for just pops itself. A bit of dialogue, a scene uh, occurs. I read a book, and the scene speaks to the to the thing that I was seeking an answer for, and that God is trying to talk to me. Now there are biblical things that we can look at, and I want to look at those too, right? 
spirituality encompasses our whole life. So we have to look at both the, the, the secular world in which we live in and how, that, how the Lord uses that to communicate us and the biblical. So I'm going to go to the biblical right now, and we'll come back to, to this secular stuff because, uh, you know, we live as spiritual beings in both secular and spiritual. God speaks through his word, the Bible, of course, uh, and the interpretation of his word. I mean, Mishnah and Midrash and, and those teachings come from the, the Hebrew understanding that looking at the word, God is going to inspire teachings. And in Jesus' time, these things were considered equivalent, right? The, the, that the interpretation of the law was God helps people to interpret the law for our everyday lives in use. And so the word is still around and is still doing that. And the Lord is speaking to us for the Holy Spirit was sent down, right, to teach us after the, Jesus went up to sit by the Father. Read the end of, of, the, of the Synoptic Gospels. You'll get a, a clear summation of all these things I'm talking about. And, and in the word, the Lord uses the, the inspired teachings that have been left by his apostles that were written down when Jesus talked about prior prophets. This is com this is written communication, communication of experiences written down, of of things that happened written down, where God is communicating. Right? It's a book of communication. I, even sometimes we we forget that that's what it is. Amazing! It's not just this book of rules and 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 stories. What? It's a book of communication and how the Lord communicated to his people and are continually communicating us? Yes. And the Lord will use it to communicate to you too. Uh, hearing the still small voice, right? So we have the Lord, the still small voice, definitely not that, oh, your own voice in the head because it's telling you things that are amazing that definitely you don't usually tell yourself. It, <laughs> there's a tendency for the voice in our head to be usually the negative Nancy. Uh, or a Karen. Oh, yeah, your voice in your head can definitely be a Karen against you. And if it's not against you, it's against something. And sometimes you got to shut up that voice. Definitely, the voice of God is definitely not going to be a Karen. It's going to be a still small voice uh, that edifies and encourages and gives direction. Uh, and we see this um, with Elijah in 1 Kings 19, 11, and 13. And the Lord says, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord and wait for him to pass by. And you know, there's this wind and there's this earthquake and, and there's this fire. And, and it was, it, God was in none of them, not to say that he couldn't be. He was instead in this still, small voice in which after all those massive events and in the silence, this voice, still, small voice came to Elijah and spoke to him, and it was God. Right? Uh, here's another thing. Yeah, we call it guts or instinct or, or you know, I got this bad feeling, right? This is in the Bible too. Uh, I just, in, in, in researching for this conversation that I'm having with you, I discovered there's a verse that goes with that. Um, we have this ability to have this feeling when something's off and it's the spirit trying to tell it's 
trust your gut, right? Some they hone that like, mm. like, for instance, for me, sometimes, and when I'm not hitting myself on on the on the studio here, uh, I'm driving on the freeway, and I get this thing. I should get off five streets earlier than I'm than I normally do and take the streets and over the years I've I, I've ignored it and to my dire dire time consuming torture of traffic and as I as I've progressed in my relationship with God I've learned to listen to that that gut instinct and get off and see that the freeway is packed and I am skipping it. I'm skipping that madness, right? If you want to see this, you go into Acts in 27, 9 and 10. Paul says, I perceive this voyage will end in a disaster. Much loss, not only the Congo uh, cargo, but... Which it meant he's getting a feeling that the whole ship is gonna go down. His gut instinct that says this is gonna be bad. And, you know. And the word there in in Greek, I'm probably gonna mispronounce it, is theoreo, and it means to perceive, to consider, to look, to understand something, um, to, to discern it. Without experiencing it yet, right? And so uh, he speaks through our instinct that he gave us all. And some of us are better at doing it than others. I mean, there's cops that have, have honed this ability incredibly to solve crimes, right? Isn't that amazing? I'm amazed. He sends angels. This is, this is a, favorite, a favorite in society. The Lord sends an angel. Now, there's some pretty weird angels in the Bible. I'm just letting you know. If you ever want to take a trippy look down trippiness, just look at the angels within the heavenly realms that are written down and described um, as being viewed. Now, some of these have been seen uh, in person, upon the earth. Uh, I think it's uh, Ezekiel, wheels within wheels. We have the descriptions that John sees when he uh, is receiving revelation. Notice no S. (laughs) And we get the normal uh, messengers that are kind of like us. Some are have a lot of glory because of how close they are and others don't uh, they just seem like regular people and then you perceive that they are from the Lord a lot more that in the Old Testament both Joseph and Mary were visited by angels they definitely knew they were messengers from God and not people bringing messages so so yes, these are things that God still does, uh, and these are beings that are still around out of the corner of our eye in the spiritual realm, which is right next to us, right? Okay, so uh, God speaks through visions. Okay, 
Casey. Now we're going to go down into, uh, we're, we're going further down into the rabbit hole. Uh, my favorite vision in the Bible given, it's not the book of Revelation. No, it's the, it's the, the vision that happened in a, tr- I, a dream or trance-like state with, with Peter in which he was told he could eat food that wasn't, that wasn't previously allowed, like bacon and shrimp and lobster, which are delicious, right? Um, so there's two kinds of visions, as I, and I think I mentioned this earlier. There's an open vision where you're conscious and something's appearing in front of you and it's like t- watching TV and you're like, oh my gosh, open vision, this is awesome. And then there is a vision in the mind that happens in the mind. I like to tell you that happens in the spirit. Um, and you get a, a vision and it happens to be right. You see a person or a place or a thing and you run into that person or place or thing. Uh, sci-fi would call it precognition, um, but it has been something that has been explained in um, Christianity and Judaism for centuries. So we just have new sci-fi, cool things to call it. Uh, but it's still the same thing. Uh, think of Professor X when he's using his machine to find mutants. He's having, he's having a, a vision of the mind, right? Uh, those of you who are X-Men fans. Um, God speaks through dreams. You go to sleep. You have a dream. Dream has a message. Um, and sometimes the dream is not from God. Sometimes it's a nightmare. That's not God. Sometimes it's precognition dream. Why is this? Uh, Deja vu. I dreamt about this. Sometimes it speaks to your, to who you are and grows you. Um, And we could have a whole conversation on just that. Uh, God speaks through trances, and I want to touch bases on some of these things because uh, remember I said that sometimes it can get weird. Um, so God speaks through these things called trances and the, it means trance is the word for trance. Let's start with that is I don't think I can pronounce this. Ecstasis. Yes. (laughs) It means a displacement of the mind to be conscious yet not there. You guys glaze over and you're somewhere else. Uh, it also could be to be amazed, um, bewilderment, ecstasy, astonishment, um, or the word trance, of course. Uh, we see uh, Peter's in Acts 10 uh, when he's on the top roof praying. Oh, so, so what I said ab- about the, the sheet, the vision, was, a, was uh, Peter in a trance. We also have Acts twenty two seventeen. Uh, where Paul is warned to flee Jerusalem. That happens. Literally, it says, in a trance. Um, let me repeat that verse so you can check it out for yourself. Acts 22, 17 and 18. Right? So, these amazing things, right? Not usually talked about. Doesn't happen a lot. Uh, or if it does, a lot of people don't talk about it. I know that there is a, a 
a branch of Christianity right now that's really focusing on, on kind of that concept. Um, and we're, I'm going to address that in a little bit uh, due to the fact that, um, of course, I don't want things to be weird, right? <laughs> the, world, the world is astonishing. And sometimes astonishing, it makes you feel weird, but it's not weird because these things have been happening for centuries. Uh, of course, we talk about hearing the voice of God through counsel and fellowships uh, with Christians. Um, the, there's Paul and Ananias. There's uh, John the Baptist with Jesus. There's Jesus with Peter. Um, so, I mean, th there's plenty of of examples of, of the Lord using people to speak to people. And hearing God's voice in conversations with another, whether it... Uh, and here's an example. Um, you're broken over, over something. Uh, well, let me use an example of my, for, my, for myself. I'm not going to just use a, bl uh, a bland, blank example. I... I in high school, I, I went through a, a tremendous amount of, of bullying. Uh, I was very bullied by a variety of people. And later on, one of these people went to church uh, with me. I ended up going to church. We ended up in a great relationship. Um, and we were at a restaurant. And in this huge group of people, he stopped and he apologized for being for bullying me, and then went on to talk a little bit about who the blessing I was uh, as a person in his life. And it, the apology was from him, and the blessing definitely, I felt, was from the Lord. And, it, and there was definitely healing. I mean, right, an apology always brings healing, folks, right? Uh, a sincere, deep apology, um, at least for me, always brings some sort of healing. Uh, so there's just times where God uses people to to write us or to to even beyond write a situation just to speak into other from a believer to a believer, from a believer to a non-believer, and sometimes between two people who don't know him at all, because we have a great and glorious God who wants great things for all his children and wants a relationship with all his children. Right? I've seen, you'll get plenty of wisdom coming from mentor to mentee and coaches to, to the coached. And, and I definitely, you definitely, some of these things are things that you would find in the Bible. And some of these people have never read a Bible. <laughs> right? Um, of course, God uses circumstances to talk to us. Jonah getting eaten by a fish. Definitely talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's definitely a circumstance that's going to talk to him. Right? Um, of course, you have Job. You have Job and that situation. And uh, you have Balaam and the donkey, <laughs> which is great. But I want you to know that all these things are just... Uh, are just ways of showing, uh, uh, of a creator trying to just love and communicate with his creation, right? Not to impose rules or laws 
it all goes back to that good news. This is good news, right? That I might feel like, wake up and feel like a piece of junk sometimes. And there's a creator in the universe who says, no, you're not. You're amazing. And here is why. And oh, I won't, don't sometimes want to listen to it. And, you know, I know some people who struggle to hear that just from regular people. There, there's truth in that. And there is, there's this calming of the soul when you come to understand that the creator of the universe is trying to talk to you. Now, about those things about being weird, right? Um, the Lord likes to talk to us, and um, I, I mentioned weird and unusual ways, and one of those weird and unusual ways is uh, people getting this act of drunkenness, people getting in these, these trances, uh, giggling all over, but it doesn't have to be weird because it's in the word, sadly. <laughs> I don't know if it's sadly. I've seen some people in incredibly, uh, incredible joy in, in, in these ecstatic moments um, where God is communicating to them and it's having a physical effect. And I wanted to touch on that because it happens and in case you run into it and you don't go, that, those people are crazy. They're weird. They, you know, they're, they haven't had a, a lick of alcohol and yet they, see, they can't walk. They're stumbling. Um, and we definitely see that in the book of Acts. Okay? And I don't want it to be weird. Um, I think that everything has a place um, in it. And there's definitely theologians who could probably speak to you better on that. But just to know that there's different ways that God speaks to people, including yourself. And, and be open to it, uh, you know. Be open to, to, to hearing from him in music and in stories and um, your during holidays when you're talking with your parents or your friends uh, at work you just never know when the lord might drop into your conversation or drop in and have a conversation with you and it's amazing so ravens i hope i've unraveled a little bit about how god communicates and how we might learn from the communication. And I hope I didn't weird you out too much. I really think that um, we have an amazing God that speaks us through a variety of amazing methods. And maybe we will focus on one or two of these as singular topics later in the future. Till then, a challenge to all you ravens, whether you believe in the creator or not, whether you believe in in Yahweh or not, in Jesus or not, listen or ask, you know, just like asking a parent, hey, can we talk? And then listen, never know what you're going to get. It's amazing. But we don't have a silent God. We don't have a creator who has divorced himself from the universe by saying you are the uh, the thing I created is a mess. I don't want to 
I'm just going to be over here and watch it collapse. He's always been invested. He always will be invested. And remember, he said, I created something very good. It says in Genesis, he looked at it and said it was very good. Not just good. So, even though we might miss the mark at times, he still sees us as very good and wants that relationship. And if you don't have a relationship, well, ask for one. The creator of the universe is not going to turn you down. Well, till next time, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. Top off your glass and enjoy your afternoon. Thanks. If you enjoyed the conversation, please hit the like and subscribe button and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to see what's going on with more of the parliament, please visit gravitas.org. Also, intro music by Russ Budgen and exit music by Arnav Siravistad. Thanks again.